Order like a champ at Raising Cane's. With tailgates of hand-battered chicken fingers and cane sauce and jugs of freshly made tea and lemonade, you can guarantee victory for every game day meal. Raising Cane's Chicken Finger, one love. Order online or on our app. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. I'm so excited to have my friend, Fauger Baptista. He's the Youth with a Mission Virginia Beach Discipleship Training School Director. New pioneering work right here in Virginia Beach. And he'll be talking today about his adventures in God because he's been part of Youth with a Mission for the last 20 years. And I'm sure that you're going to enjoy his true adventures in God. Fauger, it's a pleasure to have you in today. No, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Thank you for uh... For having me. It's uh, pretty cool. Well, it's my pleasure. I'd met Fauger. I'd heard about you through my friend, our mutual friend, Scott Gilbert of Savior Martial Art. Yeah. And he shared his God adventures. But I'd met you at the Power and Love Rally back in April at the dojo. We'd had like 70 or 80 some odd people there. And that was a first ever type of event that Power and Love has ever done with an itinerant evangelist that they commissioned, William Hinn. Since then, we've, we've connected. Fauger's been a busy missionary, pioneering a new new work with the DTS starting, I think, in January. Yeah, that's fair. But he's been part of Youth with a Mission, again, for the last 20 years. So, Fauger, would you uh, mind introducing yourself, letting us know what it is that God is doing in you and through you? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, again, my name is Fauger Baptista. Uh, I was born in Brazil, and at the age of uh, 18 to 19, I met the Jesus man, and I met the Lord through my wife, actually. I met her, and we're not dating at time, but then after that, we I started going to church. My first preaching ever, sitting down in church, it was... I remember the pastor saying something, and I thought, that's me. So I looked at her and said, hey, did you tell him about my life? And she's like, no, no way. So we kind of like talked a little bit, and second Sunday was the same thing. The third Sunday, they were having a um, a youth camp, which I was like, no, I'm not going to go there because, no, they do brainwashing kids when they <laughs> go into those places. And I was afraid that she's going to call me from the camp and she's gonna break up with me and say hey you know the lord told me you're not the one or something like that because i'd had a, a girlfriend before that she did the same thing she called me from the camp like that and told me that i was not the one so my intentions to go to the camp was to um protect her you know against anyone so i went to the camp um i kind of surprised her i wasn't a christian at all you know i've been in a, in a bad side so i didn't know what to bring to the camp so i brought everything i knew normal young people when they go to a camp what they bring you know so i brought you know marijuana cocaine you know cigarettes whatever and and i thought it would be the same thing i remember when that that night there was a guy from ywam that they brought it his name is tony actually tony lima he worked a lot with i think he was the first one to bring impact world tour to Brazil. And also he worked in Amsterdam with YWAM, you know, preaching the gospel in the hard places there in Amsterdam. He preached a very simple message and he just said, as soon as he got in to say, hey, in the enemy, you know, devil came to kill, steal and destroy, but Jesus came to give life and abundant. And then that kind of like clicked me and I was like, wow, what is to have this abundant life? Like what is to have life? 
and what is life? And I was uh, 18 by the time, and that question just like stayed in my head. And that night, I decided, you know, I want to, I want to experience this. I don't remember what happened. I just remember that I was in the back of the room, but when I like a blackout just happened, everything went dark, and I didn't know what what was going on. And I saw this light, and I thought, man, you know what? Um, I think I died. You know, I'm dead, and this is the light in the end of the tunnel. I need to follow this light. So I started walking towards the light, but then I could never reach it. And suddenly, when I, everything came to normal, I was right in front of the altar, crying. But I wasn't crying. Like, uh, and I was like, wah, crying. Like weeping. And like, desperation. And I was like, what am I crying for? I didn't know why I was crying. But it was like a washing my 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 soul. Like, everything was just being released for me. So I remember that I, I heard... So I looked up and there was nobody on the stage, nobody around. And there were some people praying for other people. And I remember seeing the girl that I was dating like right there with me and her siblings and some people there. And then I heard again, Fauger. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why am I, you know, what is this? And then the third time, Fauger. And I was like, what? And as soon as I say what, I froze. I couldn't move my body. It was like, no, only my eyes could move. And I heard on my right hand side, like I could feel the breath on my neck. And I say, Fauger, I'm God and I'm changing your life tonight. Wow. And I was like, what's going on? Like what just happened? And I say, I'm calling you to the nations. You're going to be my worshiper to the nations. And through worship, you're going to bring healing. You're going to bring, you know, people will meet me and they will know who I am. And I never heard about worshiper before. That was the first time, you know, my, you know, being in a, in a church environment. And I was like, what is a worshiper and, and and how can you talk to me? Like, how do you, you know, you talk to church people, not me. Like, I, I was like, I use drugs. No, I, I've been in a bad shape. You know, like, I'm not, this, you're not for me. And then he said, no, I came and I died exactly for you. You know, I came for people like you. I came for the lost. And, you know, they, the church people, they have me, but they're not, they're not taking advantage, let's say, you know, but they're not enjoying me. They, but they have me. They can talk to me anytime. They can hear my voice anytime. They just choose not to. And I didn't know anything about Christianity, anything about about anything. And that was exactly what God was telling me. So I was like, okay, Lord, if you're really real, you die on a cross, you send Jesus, he died on a cross for me, he paid the price for my sins. And I do have this eternal life that this guy said that there's a life and I can experience that life. And, you know, I don't have anything to lose. Like my life, look at my life. I was like, I'm 19, you know, being in drugs since I was 12, and my life's just a mess. My family's a mess. Like, I don't know what to do, and I have nothing to lose, you know. If if you are real and true, it's kind of like bonus in my life. And if it's not, I just go back to the things that I'm doing, just trying again. But then um, I felt like I need to, you know, what, what should I do? I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to pray. I remember going to the dorm. I lay down. A guy was there and he looked at me. He was reading a book and say, hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. We still friends with that family until today. He's an amazing man of God. So I went to the room. I slept. And next day, like for usually to like smoke two packs of cigarette a day. So every morning I wake up like coughing like crazy, you know, and I want to go and smoke and have my, my cup of coffee. That's what I did. So that morning I woke up and as soon as I breathe in, I... I was clear, like everything was clean. And I was like, no way. And then I breathed again and I was like, God, 
you're real. So I went to the to the bathroom and I washed my face. And as soon as I look in the mirror, I was it all light up. Like my, I couldn't see my hands. I couldn't see my face. The reflection in the mirror was so strong that I couldn't open my eyes. And I thought, man, now I died. Like this is what's going. On. I never experienced anything supernatural. I thought that that didn't happen, didn't exist. So the fear of the Lord came to my heart. I went to the room, the cocaine, marijuana, cigarette. I just flush it down. I never touch it again. And that was it. I closed the booth and I, I remember putting my hands on top of the lid and toilet bowl and I'm just crying and I say, God, Jesus save me. Jesus uh, help me. That's That was my prayer. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And from that on, I, you know, I was like, I was very interested about this guy and the mission that, you know, this, this YWAMer that was talking to me about this life and YWAM. And so I asked him a little bit more and he explained. And soon after that, my pastor called a YWAM guy to come again to our church, a different guy. And he explained what a DTS, you know, a discipleship training school was. And it's kind of like a gap year. You know, this is a gap year. You know, after you finish your high school, that's our, we target those people, you know, 18 to 35, let's say. Um, but we target those people help them to find their identity and help them to really find out their passions before they choose a career. So this is a time that you're going to give to the Lord 24-7 and you invest in your relationship with the Lord, relationship with others, and relationship with yourself. So you're going to get to know yourself better. You know, get to know people, get to know the Lord, and hear from, you know, listen to his voice. voice. And I was like, okay, uh, I want to do this. So there was 1999. I was. I decided to, you know, go and take a. Actually, I took a year. I told my dad I was used to work with my father. Uh, my background is kind of crazy because my mom comes from my grandfather is from France, and uh, and my on my mom's side and my grandmother is uh, native from Brazil. And my dad's side, my grandmother is uh, Jewish from Portugal, and my grand father was a uh, messianic Jew so it was like a very crazy mix of my two family my, my mom and dad uh, we grew up with a lot of principles a lot of like you know not a lot of strong tradition because my dad didn't want to um, grew up with fear that somebody people will find out that there's Jewish living south of Brazil and persecution I don't know what the fear but we were told just you guys are Brazilians and that's what you do you know and we you can speak the language so they didn't even speak with us in Hebrew or anything like my dad, even though uh, he could speak, he didn't ever talk to us and that because he wants us to kind of like mix with the local people. So then I was like, okay, I want to do this DTS thing in 1999. And I thought it would be good. And I, I told my dad, I was like, dad, you know, I, uh, I became a Christian. You know, I'm, and he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, yeah, I gave my life to Jesus and I want to you know, pursue this. I want to do this thing that they call DTS. I want to see what God has for me. And then I, I will come back and work again and if that's what the lord has and they're like man be careful you know they just want your money blah blah you know all of that church talk that your parents would tell i went and did my dts and uh during my dts i felt like you know what i want to do in life is to help young people i was like wow how many people i can impact and influence through just being part of this you know running those gap years as soon as i finished my dts i wanted to go front remission uh school which was like a transcultural school that YM runs. So I did my, you know, six more months of that school. And then the Lord said, now you need to go back to your dad because you told him you're going to go back. So I want you to work with him for at least a year before we move on to the future. And you guys need to work out a relationship. So I came back and you now I talked to my dad. There was a lot of things, a lot of bitterness and a lot of stuff that we need to work out. So I asked him for forgiveness. There's a lot of things that I did in business that, you know, 
I need to talk to my dad about this stuff. It was a very good time of healing. I never had, you know, any relationship with my dad, like even like hugging us, you know, like my dad was very, you know, serious man, no hugs, no saying I love you, stuff like this. But then that day, you know, when I kind of like asked forgiveness for him not to, not because of what he did. And I, I say, you know, I don't want to, I'm not here to forgive you because you did some bad things to me. I'm here to forgive you because I, I did things that caused you to react in a, in a bad way. And then actually I, I need to, you know, I need to ask forgiveness for the son that I was, you know, because I could have choices that will bring you different reactions. And I didn't, I wasn't smart and I wasn't wise enough to bring that. And I know, you know, it's not a blaming game, but I, I want to take the fault and I want to say, I'm sorry that I'm not a good son. And then at that moment, my dad just broke. That was the first time I saw my dad crying and he started crying so bad. And then he hugged me and he said, no, I love you. You know, I, you know, there's nothing that, you know, and it was a good moment of healing. I needed um, that a lot. That's the, what Malachi says is that God will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. That's true reconciliation and healing. Yeah. That's exactly the word that God gave me to go back to my house and, and work out this relationship with my dad. And it was amazing. It was like, I don't know, just a sense of freedom, sense of like joy. And a lot of things were worked out after that. And then back then, that was like 2000 now. And uh, my, the girl that was dating, she decided to do her DTS. So she went to do her DTS. And then we stayed like kind of like a year apart. When she came back, we started talking again and say, okay, do you know should we pursue this should you not like what should we do so we start praying about it and uh, we felt, we both felt peace we say yeah i think that's what we should do and we wait a little bit you know we engaged and a year later you know that was like you know 2001 then and uh, i was like i think 22 by then and she was very young she was 19 so we got married in October 2001. My my father-in-law was like, no, you need to, you know, need to buy a house if you want to get married. You're not going to, you know, rent a place. And I was like, why not? I was like, so many people rent places. They're like, no, if you're taking my daughter out of my house, you're going to, you know, you need to have something secure. So I, that's what I did. I bought a house. Like, okay. So I bought a house and we moved into the house and lived there for like one year. After that year, we fell, you know, we received another team from YOM to our church. And I was like... I was leading worship at my church, leading the young, the, the young adults. My wife was working accounts, and then we like, you know, those like day by day routine, and we're like, eh, we're doing okay, we're impacting some people, we're doing fine. But there was the fire, you know, that flame, and I was like, man, you just couldn't shake it. Oh, I couldn't. I was like, and the thing is that we we were so like passionate about this gospel, and now I was like, man, everybody needs to hear this. Like, I cannot keep it. And uh, so most of my friends that we used to use drugs together, now they are in church. So we jumped from like 15 people, like young and like teenagers and youth. We have now a hundred and we didn't know what to do with them. Like what we're going to do with so many people now. And then we create a ministry for the, with the help of YWAM and they call King's Kids. So they came and trained some of the staff in our church to do like dances and dramas and music and stuff. So we we will travel. So that's what we did. We travel with this, let's say, 70 to 80 people. And uh, maybe every couple of months go to a different city and do like evangelism, street evangelism, using drama and, you know, dance and music uh, to reach out the, the kids. And went to many different schools to do the same thing. And our church started like growing a lot more now. 
And by then, I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. So in 2000, beginning of 2002, we received a, uh, a team that went to Australia for the Olympic Games. And they came back to give a feedback to the church. Well, they did and uh, tell the testimonies and stuff. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then they say, we feel the Lord is calling us back to Australia to start a creative arts ministry. And we need, right now, we need dancers and we need, we need musicians. And uh, if you guys, you know, pray that God will just increase this team and it's a pioneering team. So we went back home and right there, I knew why I was supposed to go back to why I mean, I was supposed to be to join this team. And I felt like, okay, I'll join this team. But I was like, okay, Lord, if you do have something, you need to convince my wife now because we have a brand new house. Everything's new in our house. And God also confirms things through our wives. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I think I got married to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, because they are, you know, they bring that good balance and uh, sense of like, okay, peace. And, you know, it's a good it's a good combination. I love, that's why I believe like marriage and family, that's like such an expression of God's uh desire and his will i know because it's just like perfect and the combination that works together so we um prayed and i said okay lord that's you next morning in the breakfast she was like i need to talk to you remember last night we heard these people talking about this and he's like yeah and she's like how do you feel if we if you start praying about joining this team what do you feel and i was like what do you mean and she's like well i just feel like my spirit that we need to do something and uh, I was like, wow, um, we should pray about it. But I told her, what do you feel? And she's like, I feel we should go, but I, wanna, I want us to pray together. But then I told her, actually, I feel that we should go. But I was waiting on you. So we just prayed and said, yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. We, uh, we end up gave, giving everything away, like over our furniture. Like we just gave it away. I was like, I'm not going to, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to do. We just felt like we should just a step of faith. Faith to just give it stuff away. And that's what we did. And then we moved to Australia and uh, started this, you know, pioneered this new ministry there in South Australia with YWAM in Adelaide. And stayed there for, um, yeah, almost seven years. And I, our oldest son was born there. Nicholas was born in Adelaide. So after working, we traveled so much in the, not only Australia, but uh, a lot of different countries in the Pacific Islands and Asia and Europe. Uh, doing a lot of the creative arts ministry, which involved you know, the old dances of YWAM and, and dramas that they have. King I of, remember yeah, those. King of, uh, King of Hearts. King of Hearts. And then there's and the, the Jars chair. of Clay. Yeah, there I remember go. those. Because yeah. I was in YWAM in 98, 99. <laughs> hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this conversation, but we're going to be back right after this brief break. Right before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples the Great Commission, promising them the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. With the Holy Spirit as your teacher, Jared Lasky developed a new Bible study journaling system that is sure to equip you in your adventure with God. The Spirit Empowered Journal offers life-changing steps that will enhance your biblical studies. This journal will not only help you know how God spoke in the scripture, but also what he is speaking to you now. This is an incredible approach to Bible study, empowering your spiritual journey. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit and understanding of the scriptures will increase as you use the Spirit-Empowered Journal. Buy your paperback copy on Amazon.com or FirebornMinistries.com. 
And we're back with Thousier Baptista of Youth with a Mission, Virginia Beach. He's already shared what God did in him and through him and how God led him and his bride into Youth with a Mission. And now we're going to go from there and see what other adventures God has led them on as a family, as husband and wife, in Youth with a Mission. Yeah, well, and um, thank you, man. That's, uh, this has been great. I love this. Uh, this is just bringing good memories and making me think about you know, how God is so faithful. And again, I know we were... After a good, you no, know, almost seven years in Australia, and we were start praying. Oh, now we have a kid, and I remember our first mission trip with the kid. With he was four months old, and we went to the Euro Cup in Europe. So we went to Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. It was his first mission trip, and in that trip, actually, we I remember stopping by. Uh, we stopped in Vietnam for some days, and uh, and we were in the airport, and it was so hot. We didn't have like where to give him, you know. There's no bath to give him a bath. He was so like, you know, like hot and kids and it's just like, and I was like, I told my wife, let's go to the sink in the bathroom and just give him a, like a nice, you know, just he's small. We can do that. I think all parents can identify with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One way or another. <laughs> so I took him to, oh, I just want to see him happy and, and refreshed. And after like traveling in an airplane, you know, and staying at an airport for the whole night. And it was just like so many crazy things and I remember was I just gave him this bath and he I washed it and he was happy you know he was content and he was and I was like and the Lord starts saying you know from time to time in our life so you need that's what you need you need this refreshment you need this time that he's gonna be just bring a new season a new thing and he's like I'm about to bring a new season to you guys lives and that exactly night I remember we arrived in Germany and God gave me a dream and in that dream I saw a hand, and this hand was reaching out to the, to the to the globe. And I saw written in every finger was like a different word. It was prayer, intercession, worship, Bible proclamation, and evangelism. And I thought, what is this, Lord? And he's like, well, I'm releasing a ministry in your life now that you're going to reach out to the lost. You're going to reach out to people using those five different things. And there's no excuse to people say, you know, I don't know how to sing. Well, if you don't know how to sing, you can read the Bible. I don't know how to read. Well, we can pray. I don't know how to pray. We can talk to someone. I don't know how to talk to someone. Well, if you can just wait on the Lord and, and wait until he tells you to do something. So it was like five different things. And I thought, you know, prayer we have like the, you know, we pray for the seven spheres of society and intercession, just wait on the Lord. And then worship, we just like bring God's presence that place and Bible proclamation, just speak in identity and reality to that place and region or I know. And evangelism is just sharing the gospel, going out there, just praying for people and praying for healing, seeing the supernatural happening. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Like, I love this. The next like week, we just start doing that. I remember we were in Switzerland with our kid and everything in the streets and we, we we divide we are working with the church we divided this team and then we start working with them and we prayed and we felt the lord to go to this public place so we went so some of us we have maybe three or four people doing prayer praying for the spheres of society you know education government family whatever all the, the spheres of society and then we have people just waiting on the lord say lord what do you want us to pray in this region right now like what do you feel like we should bring your kingdom in what area and then we have another group doing worship no nobody you don't need lyrics there or project nothing just 
worship, just play a song and just invite God's presence to that place. And then we have another group in different directions, reading Bible towards the city and proclaiming God's truth and you know presence and just prophesying with God's word. And then we have another group that was doing evangelism, just going talking to people in the streets. And it was beautiful. As soon as I saw that happening, I was like, Lord, this is like this is exactly what I want to do. That's that's me. That's like right where I feel comfortable. You know, I don't have any problem in doing this. And then we start. We went back to Australia with the team, and then we started this ministry, which today combined with another uh, group from Brazil. They they came they came with a name when we talked years ago. They came up with a name. It's called, it's called PWCW Prayer and Worship Connecting the World. And I think I believe we have in every continent now. We have a pockets of this ministry happening uh, and ha- going on. I think in. You can find on YouTube those like some PWCW. When God gives us an idea and we step out in obedience, oh, yeah. He's the one that makes oh, it yeah. go viral, oh, quote man. unquote, if you will. He's and the one that multiplies it. And you don't need to. Uh, I don't need to claim. You know, like I, it's it's yours. He gave it. You don't He's need like, your name no, on it. Yeah. No, no, I don't even want it. I was like, let's use this for God's glory and let's see what you're gonna take. You know, and it's exactly what happened. Like it's just like spread. And uh, we went went back to Australia, and the Lord, no, it's like now saying, "Hey, I think your time here is coming to an end. I want you guys to move on." So we joined a team from Germany to pioneer a new location in Curaçao in the Caribbean. We went down with the team, and we did exactly the same thing—the prayer and worship connecting the world. We did that same ministry there, and it was amazing. And then during that time, we received a pastoral care visit, and they invite us to, you know, take over the leadership of YWAM in uh, Saint Croix, the U.S. Virgin Islands. And we we didn't know if we were going to do it in the beginning or not, and we we feel peace about it. God just moved some things, and we moved to Saint Croix. We stayed there for almost five years, and after that, we felt, you know, we got some prophecies both in Kansas City and in Dominican Republic in different conferences that the Lord was taking us away from that place. And he's putting our family now in a different location that he wants. He's about to do something. We didn't know where. So we prayed and we came to the States. I remember I was preaching in a conference in Washington, D.C. And in that conference, one of the leaders said, hey, do you guys know why I'm in Richmond? And I was like, well, there's a YWAM there in Virginia. I was like, yeah, there's a YWAM there. Let's go tomorrow there. And you guys can talk to the leader. So I, I came. We came to Richmond. We talked to the leader. He's, uh, he was, it was very fast. He said, I have 40 minutes. I'm leaving for a our vacation. My wife is actually coming to get us now. But I have only 40 minutes. And I can talk about just a tiny brief like about vision God's giving us. And he said, I just came back actually from Brazil two weeks ago. I was there teaching. And I saw the interaction, how the YWAM works there. They they just you know share staff, they share ministries, they are they're not competing, they're beautiful, like the the way they do things, they do it together. And he's like, I want God is giving me a vision of multiplying that in Virginia. I wanna see different cities that work together and we interact like that and we can share staff. We're not competing, but we're working together for the body. And I was like, Oh, that's beautiful and, and he's like But this next location God is giving us it will be a hundred percent focus in worship. And as soon as he say that, I was like Wow, okay, Lord, what's going on here? We talked for a little bit and he said, the Lord is, I'm praying for Brazilians. I'm praying for people. You know, even if they, he wants to send me people from Curitiba, Brazil, to come and be leaders, you know, and take this, you know, this new uh, multiplication place, this new location, I, I'm happy. And then the end, he's like, where are you guys from? He's like, from Brazil. 
And he's like, no, you're joking. I was like, no, I'm, I'm serious. And he's like, but you, your accent is not like a very, like a Brazilian accent. You have a different accent, but I can't tell where you're from. And I was like, yeah, I'm, we're from Brazil, but in where? And I was like, Curitiba. And he's like, no way. And then it's like, I, you need to show it. We need to change, take no contacts. So we change contact information. Years, you know, we, we uh, six months after that, we moved, you know, we were in North, North Carolina for six months and then we moved to Richmond and stayed there until we moved to here to Virginia Beach. But uh, the main reason, actually, one year ago, uh, we came to a point of like, okay, who's going to lead this team? Who's going to take, you know, who's going to be the director there? And he's, where is the team? Everything. It was like just, and it was rumors, but he was telling us the vision that he had was like pockets of lights in the East Coast. And the Lord's about to do something on the East Coast, but there's like some little lights. And the strongest light, the brightest light, was in Virginia Beach. And he said, I think that's the next location that we should go and multiply uh, uh, and have a wire location. But then I prayed one night. I remember it was 3 o'clock in the morning. I was having my quiet time. And I was like, Lord, why Virginia Beach? Like, what do you, why? Why do you want to do something there? And the Lord said, okay. And as soon as I asked him, God gave him this vision. It was very real, very powerful. I saw... He said, the Virginia Beach is the, the, the place of new beginnings. And he said, this is the gateways of the United States. That's where everything started. Um, you know, when they came, they stopped right there. And I didn't, I have no idea about Camp Henry. I just knew, and I, I saw this, you know, this wooden cross being put on the land and the, the like, prophecy a declaration that this will be the land of the holy spirit and of god's presence and after that i i read about you know cape henry and find out they broke the mass in the boat put it there yeah. you know and pray for it and prophesy so over here god showed you this in a vision yeah, yeah and then it was confirmed obviously yeah. through history yeah 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 we found out later when once uh, we came here for many like prayer trips and then one one of those uh, prayer trips we found out that they have a location like that i was like no way and then he said, in this vision, and I saw the ocean pulling back like a tsunami. And as soon as they pull it back, the Lord said, Fauger, I, before I have three elements in heaven. It was the messenger, which was the angel Gabriel, the warrior, which was Michael. And I have the worshiper, which was Lucifer, but I lost the third element. And he said, that's why I'm not looking for pastors. I'm not looking for leaders. I'm not looking for titles or positions. I'm looking for worshipers that worship me in spirit and truth. And I was like, all right. And he's like, now there's different places in the world that open heavens, okay, when that happens. And in the United States, that place is Virginia Beach. And I say, I already established there physically and spiritually. I already established, oh no, let's say, and he say. The messenger as CBN is the, you know, one of the, the biggest, you know, Christian broadcast networking, you know, to bring the message. And I have one of the biggest military places in the world is right there, which is the warriors, the Michaels. And I say, now I'm bringing together the worshipers as soon as that come together. And then when he said that, I saw the, the water just came back. And as soon as the water hit the shore, it became flame, became flames of fire, and it spread from east to west of the United States. And then he said, "Then revival is coming. Do you want to be part of this?" And then I say, "Of course, I want to be part of this. This is my life. I love this." And he said, "It's about to happen. It's coming." So I told my wife about the vision. She, you know, we both pray and we cry, and I was like, "This I'm insane. What we're we gonna do? We're we gonna move again." But now we have no not, not only. 
my son, but we have a daughter that was born in St. Croix, you know, Olivia. And I was like, okay, now we have two kids. I can't believe we're going to move again. But we feel peace about this. And then uh, that's how YWAM Virginia Beach came about. You know, it's our, our focus is worship, prophetic worship, prophetic evangelism. That's what we want to do. Uh, you know, go out in the streets, pray for people. Just go on the boardwalk, talk to people and share the gospel. And But it's, everything's based on worship. It is not, I'm talk, not talking about music. I'm talking about worship. But from the presence, yes. you're empowered to go mm-hmm. and obey yeah. the Great Commission of Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been amazing just seeing. And since you've landed here in Virginia Beach, you've been able to connect with different people that have confirmed mm-hmm. oh, yeah. your prophetic word, oh, your yeah. vision. Oh, yeah. And they've got prophetic words and yeah. visions. And it's not like one person. It's the Holy no. Spirit speaking to multiple people yeah. over the years. Yeah. And we're right here at Regent University CBN recording this. And Pat Robertson is connected through lineage to some of the first people who were here at that initial prophecy Uh, of Cape Henry when that boat had landed and planted that cross. That's exciting. I know. It's amazing how God just um, connects everything. So, again, that's what we want to do. We, we're not, again, we're not a church. We're a movement. YWAM is not our organization, it's not a church, we're a movement. And we really believe, I'm not naive to say, oh, no, but I believe, why not? Why Jesus, why God cannot start a revival here? Why not? Who's holding him to not happen? And I believe by faith, I, I know he can do it. I just need to, it's everything about positioning. We need to position ourselves as Christians and say, okay, Lord, I'm the right place. I'm positioning myself and my heart in the right location, in the right place right now, in my season in life. The other thing is to have our hearts burning in God's presence. We need to have that every day. So our main idea is to burn our hearts before Jesus every day, every day, every day, just loving Him and worshiping Him. And we're going to see so much more happening out of the heart of everything starts in worship. So we want to, you know... Why am Virginia Beach is focused on creating an atmosphere of worship, you know, and empowering the, the body of Christ to fulfill the Great Commission. So we want to see that in people. We want to see, we want to empower people. Yes, we go through things in life, you know, we all went through deceptions and betrayals. We all went through hard times, but we need to focus on the Lord because in my mind, this is all distractions, that's going to take away our real identity and what God wants to do in our lives. And I don't want to be looking at my past because I cannot change anything there. But I can pro- you know, project my vision in the future and say, Lord, I know who I am and I know what you're calling me to do and I'm going to do it. You know, I want to do this. And so some things in life we need to change and adapt. You know, yes, we left some friends behind. We left people behind, but we know God is just putting this beautiful family together. And I want to just walk in faith, walk in, obeying the Lord and accomplishing what He called me to do. And I know it's going to have people that was going to try to stop and do things. But you know what? I, I think we are all in a different season in life right now that we can balance our feelings and emotions really well and say, no, we need to move on. We have a task here. So we're trying to maintain that. And maintaining that is through worship. There's not every time you go to the cross and worship, there's healing, there's joy, there's strength, everything happens there. So that's why we want to create that place that people can be recharged and renewed and refreshed and keep going, moving with whatever God calls them to do. So. I love it. For those of you who are listening into this podcast of Adventures in God with Fauger Baptista 
of Youth with a Mission Virginia Beach. I hope your hearts are burning as you're hearing these true stories. Fowler, what is the best way that our listeners can get in touch with you and your ministry? Uh, well, we have like through I think today like social media is the best way also to um, to get connected. So we Instagram just YWAM Virginia Beach in Instagram. Also Facebook. If you go YWAM Virginia Beach, you're gonna find us on Facebook. And our website is ywmvirginiabeach.org. Um, it's easy. We also have uh, ywmworship.org, which is it links to the same place. So um, we feel like the Lord is, you know, creating a kind of like a, a website of ywmworship.org. Uh, We're going to bring that what God told us to do to be a place of worship. So we have that as well. But it links to the same location. So it's easier to remember to you know, ywmworship.org or ywmvirginiabeach.org. It doesn't matter. Awesome. So. It was a pleasure to have you as my guest today. Yeah. And I know that heaven is open over you. Earlier, checking in this room, you know, got to pray over the librarian yeah. and prophesy and speak life and destiny over her and seeing God move. Thank you so very much, bro. Yeah. So. yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that Adventures in the Spirit encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. Subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit.